What's good, baby? It's your boy, me. <laughs> it's your boy, me. Um, what's up, man? How are you? Pretty good. A rare, rare Monday pod. I'm still recovering from that that whole whirlwind, but otherwise, <laughs> whirlwind. Otherwise, otherwise, good. Yeah, you you up and turn my life upside down, and it's got me fucked up. I'll push through. I know you will. I'm getting a lot of. I'm getting a lot of requests for us to speak on a certain topic that we have breezed over somehow, and I, I do feel bad about that. And it is not agar agar because my DMs are ablaze with agar feedback. So all the listeners out there who followed along to my recipe, you know, <laughs> thank my, you for reaching out. My agar journey. I, I know. I really <laughs> do. I really do want to try some at some point. But you saved me a square. I don't know how long that stuff will last. You know, but but keep me in mind. If I knew how long agar could last, goddamn. <laughs> I would be shitting on Eleven Madison Park. I tell you that. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess we should cover that first because this is this is big news. We can cover that and then get on to the bigger news. Yeah, this is big news. Eleven Madison Park, the the um, very famous, very expensive, extremely um, long winded uh, restaurant <laughs> in New York. The chef, his name is Daniel Hum. They've announced that they're they're going all vegan. They're going all vegan, and as a as a lifer vegan, how do you feel about that, Chris? Well, it's not that I'm a lifer vegan. I'm no longer vegan, but it, it's just crazy to to see it happen. Honestly, it's just it's just wild. Mm-hmm. Like I, I mean, the thought of like somebody's parents coming in from Europe to visit their son in college and paying four hundred dollars <laughs> a piece to eat some vegetables. It'll be good. That's the thing that I was wondering. That was my first question. Yeah, of course it'll be good. I know I know Noma did like an all vegetable thing mm. and people were like, you know, it's good. I thought I thought Noma did all pickled. It was all pickled. <laughs> the entire menu was pickled. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I li- I like pickles, but you know, like I don't know if I like like pickles. You know, I don't know if I'm going to buy a plane ticket to eat some pickles. But, but yeah, my question was like, how will the price be affected? And I I worry that it won't be affected. But I know that the food costs to retail ratio for vegetables versus meat is a huge diff mm. and i wonder if that 450 dollar tasting menu is going to be a light 65 moving forward and i don't <laughs> think that's going to be the case <laughs> oh i doubt i doubt i i bet they could find a way to increase prices if if anything else but i mean <laughs> yeah i would i mean i would i will say that as we've talked about on the show before tasting menus literally do nothing for me i think it's like a little boring i would probably yeah. try this because i've never had a vegetarian tasting menu done at this level you know what I mean? Yeah, neither um, have I, and I would be too. I would be, I would be game. So I would try it. I mean, people are people are up in arms. It's really a, a topic, which I think is kind of funny. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if there's a reason for people to be so up in arms because there's literally, if you live in New York and you can afford to eat at Eleven Madison Park, like you can go to. There's so many restaurants that are so perfect, and it's not like anyone was loving Eleven Madison Park for their fucking their paleo program like that. You know, it's just yeah, yeah. it's not like what if, we're what talking if, what about if, what if they announced that they're going keto <laughs> <laughs> this whole menu is our 11 madison park is switched to a keto menu <laughs> it's it's not like 11 madison park was like like billy Be- billy bob's rib shack and now they're switching over to it it's gonna it's yeah, gonna be like yeah. oh you guys are gonna serve more on dive okay <laughs> yeah no you're right you know, it's-, it's not like we're we're completely removing the smoked brisket from our menu and you know all, all of our whale meat souffle do you think that there, there are people that have reservations that cancel them uh, during, <laughs> because of this announcement <laughs> yeah that they should they should do they should definitely do some type of program for people if you already have a res and then you learn that they get switched over. There should be a, a grandfathered in meat. Yeah. You know, there should be one guy in the back who's like, all right, I'll yeah. still fuck you up with Yeah, if with- your billing address if your billing address is from the Midwest, you can cancel your you can cancel your <laughs> reservation free of free of charge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean you know, it's 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 like you know, it's it's the Midwest PPP, you know. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. The reservation protect you know, we want yeah, the forgiveness program has to be instated 
or else the culinary world world will be up in arms. But I I, I do I, Just I something to something to chew on. Hum. Yeah, hum. Who knows if hum bit off more than he could chew? You know, but we'll we'll see. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure it'll be good. Like I said, I'm sure it'll be delicious, and it'll still take four hours, and you can still you know for an extra eight hundred, you can get the wine pairing. <laughs> I, I just don't. I, I just as long don't. as it's cruelty free wine, because they do be squishing up bugs in that merlot. You know <laughs> oh, what I'm saying? You're not. Yeah, if you're a real vegan, you're obviously pro B and pro bug. You would never have a Heinz ketchup. Absolutely not. And I hope there's no honey in that tea you're trying to finish with, because that is, you know, that's not gonna that's not gonna fly. Um, pro B and pro bug. I like that. Yeah, we're pro bug. Um, but but the other news that broke earlier this week that, that we failed to talk about because we've just been so busy is that obviously the 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 Chrome Hearts Drake Rolls Royce. Kulinan SUV, which which <laughs> I read about today, it's the, it was already the most luxurious SUV on the market. Um, but you know, mm-hmm. Jason, that wasn't enough for Drizzy. He had to he had to link with the Chrome Hearts family on a bespoke quote unquote edition. Yeah, the rap games teacher's pet had to one up everyone <laughs> by creating. <laughs> So by creating the Rolly truck, the Chrome Chrome <laughs> the edition, Rolly, and I don't Rolly truck Chrome edition. <laughs> I don't. I I I personally don't really have any beef with it. I mean, it is obviously a ridiculous vehicle, but also like friend of the show Tash <laughs> Tash P tweeted about it. Something very you know, it, it, it just summed it all up so perfectly. It's just like, what did y'all expect a Chrome <laughs> yeah, dude, Rolls yeah. Royce to look like? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> take Drake out of the equation. Like, what did you think was going to happen when someone's like, we're going to make a Chrome Heart or any, like, a Versace Rolls yeah, Royce gonna, or it's any. It's going to be mean, obnoxious. It's going to be obnoxious. The, I mean, what kind of car would the Bodie collab be, though? It'd be vintage, of course. It, yeah, it'd be like the, a Volkswagen bus or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's a good call. But I mean, the, the best part about this, this Chrome Hearts Drake Rolls Royce SUV is that it's available for viewing at the institute of contemporary art in miami <laughs> that's where you can view it because this this is in in miami this is considered contemporary art which i think says a lot <laughs> but, but i mean I, but also if i was in miami i would be more i would be more keen to go check that out versus some like freeze gallery installation or you know if i was in miami i I would absolutely go see this i don't know if i would fly there to go see it but i'm not above it either (laughs) you know what i mean depending on which outlet wants me to cover this you know you yeah you wouldn't make a trip out of that but if you're already in town be a fool not to go kick the tire yeah it would be it would be crazy not to check it out i mean it's 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 a it's a piece of history really if you really think about it just yeah the leather work on it yeah breathless i did what did they did they reveal what the sticker price on that thing was i i, I believe there's no sticker price because it's a one-of-one that took a year um I, available I, available upon request i have a feeling that it was all free I have a feeling that Drake didn't. Maybe maybe Drake bought the rolls, but I guarantee you Drake didn't pay for the Chrome Hearts customization. Like this is, they, they would love to do this. It also probably does not have much to do with Chrome Hearts themselves, uh, as much as it does, you know, a West Coast Customs type person, because it's not like Chrome Hearts is going to be like, all right, I'm just we're just going to make these rims now. No, They're but like, I bet they had to. But to I mean, that. Chrome Chrome Hearts is is has the highest quality control standards, so I'm sure they were probably more involved than than X to. Of course, the they had a representative representative on, on, on hand to make sure that it was up to their. They probably produced like the leather. I bet they I bet they provided like the leather. You know what I mean with the motifs. Like they sent that over finished, and then you know they had X to the Z and his crew like install it. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So yeah, yo Drake, I heard you like <laughs> Chrome Heart. No, yeah. Uh, yeah, X to the Z flipped it. All they had to do was get Chrome Hearts to provide the the CAD files, so they can get the the stitching and all the all the pattern work locked down. And then it was just up to the boys at West Coast Customs to take it over the the last mile, as they say. Honestly, it's a missed opportunity to not have West Coast Customs involved in this. That that would be like really cool if they would have shot like that. That's insulting. That style with Drake for this, like for the for the content portion, that would actually be funny. Yeah, I mean, content is king now, and I've heard that as heard the that. Uh, as the <laughs> as as the cycle of of trends are always repeating e- each other. I think we are ripe for West Coast Customs to be back in the conversation. Maybe I'll get in touch with I'll text X to the Z and see what they're up to. I, I bet I bet West Coast Customs is still thriving. No, they are actually. I live. <laughs> 
pretty close to the West Coast Customs office in in Burbank. It's like two minutes away from the airport in a in a little industrial area right across the street from a shopping center where there's an REI and a Lowe's. So you know I'm up in there on the on the reg. <laughs> yeah, those are two of your hallmark. So do you just keep you, you can pull you up can on them? you can you can just you can yeah you, I don't know I don't I don't know if they they have an open door policy for any old foo to walk in and, <laughs> and start you know <laughs> take selfies in the Mister Cartoon ice cream truck but you can definitely you know peel <laughs> you can definitely go and stick your eyeballs up Dude, against me, the window the thought of me and you walking in there and you just videoing me taking a selfie in front of a Mister Cartoon ice cream truck is really really good stuff yeah just you walking in there like how much this one and like sir that's not for this is just a showroom of our work yeah, yeah, yeah. How-, <laughs> how much though um damn that's fucking funny well i mean i do think that i, I mean once mtv finally has run out of um ridiculousness episodes ridiculousness and they have to play another show at some point i do feel like a at least a west coast customs pimp my ride kind of like a um a marathon at least you know I'm not saying you got to play it all the time, but a little marathon would be nice. A little marathon would be nice for the old heads, and I would like to see a world where those the 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 pin my ride and the ridiculousness both exist in the same universe, not in like a DC or a Marvel style plotline. I would like to see a crossover <laughs> episode. Maybe Neve can be there filming it. What if? You know? Yeah. What if we did like a yeah? The, all of them come together for one gigantic episode. That's that's exactly what I'm talking about. That's a great idea. <clears throat> I mean, it'll get it'll get better ratings in the Oscars. I put that on Mama. Well, that's nothing. I mean, it's it's nothing to get better rating the Oscars. It's, it's truly nothing. <laughs> um, we do. I mean, the I'm sorry, the uh, Academy Awards. Yeah, show some respect. We do have a guest today, Jason. We do. This guest has made me chuckle. Speaking of content. Yeah, content creator uh, Lauren Servideo, um, who is a heavily requested How Long Gone guest. So we had to we had to go, obviously, obviously make that happen. You probably know her from her Instagram and her videos that she makes, like the one where she, <laughs> she <laughs> always wanted to know if I had what it took to be one of those decoys on To Catch a Predator. That one really made me. That one really made me laugh. Um, but there, there's some good. There's some good stuff in here. There's some really good stuff. Here. She's very funny. She was very. She's very heavily requested. Of all, of all the post-it notes in our top hat of of guest suggestions, every other third post-it note said Sir Video on there, and we said, you know what, it is time. So thankfully, she was able to oblige and and come on the pod. Thankfully, let's give her a motherfucking Facetime. Thank you for having me. This is so cool. I like that clap. You can tell that you're a content creator because you know, <laughs> you know, it's, it's your version of doing with getting the board and going. Yeah, me just do. All right, yeah. take My four, take- Lauren. I, you know, just an actress. I'm used to takes. Like, let me know how many times to run it, and I'll do it. <laughs> you just tell me what you need. I'm here to perform. That's me. I'm so subservient. I'm just like, just tell me what to say. I'll say it. Tell me what to plug. I'll plug it. Yeah, that's kind of why you did this podcast. Thank you for doing that. Yeah, exactly. We're, yeah, we're doing it. That's what it feels like when I'm doing our third episode of the podcast a week. I'm like, Jason, just tell me what to say, bro. I don't care anymore. Is this the third? You guys do three a week? We do four a week, technically. But no, this is our first. For, we're obviously, you're, you're getting us fresh. We, we, we actually moved recording around because I have to travel and I wanted to, we wanted to fit into your schedule. So this is, you, you know, you're, you're a VIP here at How Long Gone Industries. Wow. Well, I appreciate that. I won't even ask. Ask now for the water bottle. I won't do anything now that I know you guys had to move that around. <laughs> if it makes you feel better, it's not for a shitty reason. It's actually for a somewhat sad reason. But I'm like, cool. Let's do this. I'll do whatever you need me to do. Are you in New York? I'm in New York now. Yeah. What's the vibe? What's the vibe? Where Where are you guys? I thought you guys were in New York. We're in L.A., baby. No, we're both in L.A. What? Cali, baby. <laughs> yeah. Do you like that? I love that. I... I love that. Sorry. I just, well, okay. So here's, I've been doing a bunch of like pitch meetings with studio execs and they're all in LA. And of course, every meeting has been at like 7 motherfucking PM Eastern standard time because they just <laughs> yeah. will not concede. And I had this thought where I was like, are they in, I was like, are they in LA? Because this is so early for you guys. Oh my God. Well then I deeply appreciate you. Like, no, no, no. We, we do this. This is the time we always record. Actually, this is, we prefer this. Yeah. We always, we always do 3 PM EST. Love. Oh my yeah. God. My early yeah. people. I found my people. 
Very nice. Well, Lauren, next time, next time you do this pod, it's going to be 10 a.m. EST. No problema. <laughs> we're up. We're we're Recorded up and ready to pod. Six. You guys have like the early morning voices, <laughs> like the raspy ass. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I got all kinds of gunk in my eye. <laughs> Yo, don't give me talk one to me second. until I've had my Java. <laughs> What are these? I don't want a podcast. Are these? What is it like to do a pitch meeting on Zoom? It seems anticlimactic with these Hollywood execs. Yeah, what are these Hollywood execs? Are they cool? What are these guys looking like? I'm like, wait, are we on? Are wait? I'm like, is this on record or what? <laughs> like, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's on record. Sadly, don't worry. Everybody knows what Hollywood execs are like. I just like hearing it repeated to me. To be fair, you guys have actually done an episode with like the one cool exec that has ever lived, I think, and it's Cam Tang. Cam motherfucking Tang, who rocks. <laughs> yeah. We did, yeah, we did. Damn, do, do not call Cam Tang an executive on this podcast. We call him. We just call him <laughs> Cam Tang, but we, we, you can let him. He is. He's a. He's like. He's like a. He's like a big guy. No, he is. He well, is. Well, I wasn't. So yeah. So we've been just like pitching this show or whatever, and uh, yeah, he was on there, and I was like, Cam Tang, like you're not. You're not one of those guys. Cam Tang from TikTok. You're on this meeting. Holy moly. <laughs> Can you I thought, imagine? I thought you were just a TikToker. <laughs> yeah, right. No. Oh, my God. His, his Chaz. I love Cam. He's fucking awesome. Um, I was so excited when I was going through the. I just was like, I love scrolling through. You guys have done episodes with like every awesome person, just like every interesting person. Like if I actually had a podcast, oh, you wow, guys already you. had all the guests I would have like ideally had. Dan Algaretto. Yeah. I mean, seriously, Bryn, like the list goes on and on. This is no joke, but we discussed this in the intro, but you're you're maybe the most requested guest we've ever had. Really? No fooling. The fans have, have been putting on for you, Lauren. Yes, they're, they're blowing us up, telling us we have to have you. That can't come as that much of a surprise. You have way more followers than Bryn. <laughs> I love so rude, but Bryn is so tapped in. And to, to steal like Chet Hanks lingo, he's like she's tapped the fuck in. Bryn's awesome. She's the real. She's the real like downtown all star. I swear to God, she's the people's champion. She's the people's princess, and I swear she was on that Princess Diana tip like light years before everyone else. Biker shorts, socks, sneakers. That was Bryn's thing like three years ago. She's just seriously light years ahead of everyone. Uh, that's true. That's that's. You know, I didn't watch any of that Princess Diana content, and I love her in theory, but it just didn't really inter- – it didn't grab me. I didn't really care. Yeah, it was certainly – I'll say, like, as a – again, I, I mean, I know fashion-wise, it seems like we're really just, like, cycling through the 90s still, which is, like, great and fine. That was, like, a surprising one that went very mainstream, if you will, like, now of all times. I just – I wonder what – so you guys, I'll tell you, if I'm going to plug anyone, and sorry if you had her on and I missed it, Natasha Stagg. She's my favorite fashion. Um, not historian. Oh, we had Stagg. We had Stagg on early days, early you days had of the early- pod. We had Stagg Damn. on. Yeah, she was probably in, in like one of, she's probably in the first 10 episodes. Get the yeah. fuck out. Yeah. Yeah, Stagg's my favorite, but I realized too that. I love I love Stagg. Yeah, Rachel Tajan could probably answer. I feel like you guys must have had Rachel Tajan on, right? Yeah, yeah, Rachel. Rachel's an old for old friend of the show. I mean, old friend of mine, um, for sure. Love. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, I I, just I hung think out that there once. The two cool. of them together would be able to like tag team that. I, I like knowing what kind of goes into like the general psyche of these like fast cycling trends. It sounds like you are the actual executive producer. You have <laughs> the. Uh... You have the mm-hmm. you have the master brain and you're able to put mm-hmm. these people together. I'm like, give me third give me third mic. Give me third mic. <laughs> well, I just want to say that I do look great in black bike shorts. Um, and that's really why I have gravitated towards that trend myself. Despite being more more torso than leg, it does work. It it, it is elongating and he need he needs all the inches he can get on the inseam. I need all the inches I can get. It's a it's in more ways than one. I'm happy for you that they look good. I look like ass. I could not follow that trend. It was like, I'm five foot five, but my legs are only two inches long. And so it's like the bike shorts look <laughs> like shit. Like I'm not even being self-deprecating. It just is like, not for me. Damn. I so badly. So sh- shorty is all torso as well. I don't know what I'm comprised of. Honestly, it's not torso either. It's like boobs. It's really shit. It's like, it sucks. I, it's like toe. It's like. I have the longest toes and the longest boobs. It's so pathetic. <laughs> I wish this was a bit too. It's just like- so it's just it's just it's just toes, titties, and hair. That is that is your body. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I record neck up for a reason. 
that's i mean we all have to know and play to our strengths you know what i mean so i think the self-awareness is 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 we all have to be be understanding of that like i you know i think that jason has a lot of body issues because of his height um and he has to play to those as well and we talk about that a lot yeah i have to i have to seek out the rare shortening styles of fashion versus the ones that elongate the body my body's already (laughs) too long what are you like six six i literally can't tell six nine dang nice wow that is yeah yeah, i don't know i just don't even know how to respond to that that's fucking annoying honestly it sounds like lauren it leaves most ladies speechless so don't feel bad (laughs) i just i know but wait are you with any sorry again sorry if i'm like out of the do you have a partner or like somebody i felt like on the i don't know i didn't know anyone's voices when i was listening to this initially so someone said life partner once, and mm-hmm. I didn't know which one of you said life partner. Well, let me tell you something. It's definitely not me. I say girlfriend like a normal person, but Jason says life partner. When we were first getting going, I said the phrase life. I tried to say it like 10 times per episode just <laughs> to, annoy just me. to see who would just, just to see who would think that I'm being serious and who knew that I was joking kind of thing, you know? And it, it was a divisive word to say. A lot of, it drives a lot of people cuckoo to hear me say the word life partner it you know what i mean like don't give them what they want actually sometimes i think it's i grew up catholic so i am in the understanding that like it's better to withhold it's better to suffer yeah right so like don't don't say girlfriend or boyfriend or say fucking partner you're goddamn right no what he's doing he's saying partner because he is once again and this is a popular theme on this podcast as well he's gay baiting a little bit He's trying to he's trying to make sure that no one know you know they, we don't Chris, know no, what no, he, no, no, yeah no, no. that's what in, it feels in 2021, like 2021 the part the word partner does not have any sexual orientation connotation attached to it that's, that's just, what you it's just think part of being a respectful American that's the utopian future that we want but I think there's some holdover from from past generations Jason that's all I'm saying yeah there could be some residual gay baiting in there. I'm and I'm a big enough man to admit that. <laughs> I like the attention of a man just as much of a, as a woman. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I think we can all relate to that on this podcast. Mm-hmm. It's by visibility day. Is it? No, it's not. But lying has been my <laughs> new thing. Lying is my thing in 2021. Just to see how people react. Yes. What, what, in what situations do you do just any any time you feel compelled, you just bust one out? Being being a or whatever like it's very easy to want to for listeners at home she just went cross-eyed when she said the word creator and we need to bring that up with our therapist but that it's really easy to want to fall into the trap of like i'm a better creator because i prioritize authenticity which for me personally i think is such a load of bullshit Mm -hmm. i don't think you owe any anybody anything as far as like who the real you is ultimately it's all contrived because it's Mm -hmm. on instagram like what the hell Mm -hmm. um so i yeah i've gotten into this habit like on stories of just like just like white little white lies about stuff like every like you just can't tell it's less (laughs) lie i shouldn't say that it's more like is she actually telling the truth or no so just like my cat died today (laughs) no no Mm. I've had so much animal death in my life, like um, <laughs> unintentional animal death that like I can't even joke about that anymore. But like I'm trying to think like okay. we don't play with animal death. I'm like, wait, I, yeah, I'm like, that's the one. Um, wait, well, I'm trying to think of what I lied about recently. Oh, well, it turns out that like, I don't know, I said some shit about how this scene in uh, Singing in the Rain where Gene Kelly is dancing in the rain, um, that it was like filmed. <laughs> Um, the, the rain is milk. The rain is milk. Bitch, you were lying so about somebody that. Somebody told me. God it damn milk. it! Somebody told me it was milk, and I looked it up to verify because I did go to school for journalism because I have to like just verify. And then I found out that it wasn't really milk, but I still posted it anyway. <laughs> no, those are my favorite kind of lies. Ones ones that are plausible. My like my, my friend Aaron Garcia. He's like an artist friend of mine. He's not like a silly Billy <laughs> content creator whatsoever, but. I remember 10 years ago, he just started posting, like, I got posting pictures of a car and just to be like, I got, I just got this new Lexus. <laughs> yes. And it's just like a regular post on his stories. Like, and everyone's like, damn, sick Lexus, you're doing good, dog. And, and he would just be like, thanks, man. Because, because <laughs> none of really it matters. Funny. It's all just, it like, it, it's a shame. Like, the thing about the internet and, and social media, it can be anything you want it to be. And there's no, you know, as long as you're not hurting anyone, there's no real consequences. So, like, 
why have it be so controlled? Why not just say like, oh, I got a new Lexus? Yeah, this, that's precisely, you nailed it. You absolutely nailed it. That is exactly the type of thing that I would love to do. Like that, that's it. That, that's it. Period. Well, thank God that you're doing that because once everyone stops doing that, then it's going to be a sad world we're living in. Well, it'll be interesting when that. So where does the fun go? Well, when that starts to be the norm, right? When it's like lying is the new comedy or whatever. I don't know. However, they end up flipping that in like two years. Mm-hmm. It's like then I don't know what tip I'll be on to next. Like, I don't know what my next thing will be like telling the utmost truth, but still not being like authentic. I don't really know. I got to like plan that shit out. <laughs> like hard to say inauthentic honesty is is the move yeah you're really really spending a lot of brain power on authenticity i love that about you i've just been on the platform too long and i did oh my god (laughs) okay viewers or listeners chris um just it's like reminding me of my dad my dad always kept one of those so my dad is a traveling salesman and he always kept one of those in the back seat but the difference is that his car would be parked in the heat hours and like just like it would be heat blasting through those plastic like water well, for our listeners at home we should let yeah, them know plastics, that yeah, you when you it. say one of those we're referring, referring to a plastic gallon of water mm-hmm. and so it would sit in the car and it would get sweaty it would develop condensation bacterial growth we stay jugging every day on this side we finish one of these we try to finish it before noon p- uh pacific standard time if we can dude i'm dying that you even have that because that that like that's like hurricane preparation water like i feel like you're diving into the shit we all got right. we're like oh my god we're gonna die of covid and we're gonna be inside for like nine months kind of thing mm-hmm. you just like have to use up all that this is the only thing i took away from covid this is the only thing <laughs> yeah. this is the only the only thing that i'm gonna ever remember the only survivalist preparation that he's doing he's he's preparing to do a great cardio blast today that's all that he's exactly up uh, hydration for. is key and your dad sounds like a cool guy he might was he also a bodybuilder or just a salesman i don't know there's this one picture of him he's alive i've made it sound like he like passed away from the from like the plastic poisoning but he there's this one photo of him where he's ripped like he looks like bruce lee like in his Sick. prime but it's like the only photo i've ever seen of him where he was like clearly doing bodybuilding of some sort um but no he wasn't officially that sounds like something maybe you should confront him about and ask you know what was going on in that phase of his life because that sounds like a, he was committed and and there's probably more to unpack there we're tiny he was like a tiny person um he was on the wrestling team and he let my sister and I know like multiple times throughout our childhood that he was in like the 90 pound weight class which I think is like pretty small for like a, Whoa, for a man okay. what, 90 pounds in like middle school okay not like as an adult dude I'm not like when you said tiny <laughs> like he's a game of thrones extra like how tiny is we talking he's like five well now he's like five he's five foot eight but this i think we're talking about like okay. early high school where he would have been like okay five foot two and maybe like 90 pounds and then his growth spurt happened like in college still yeah to be a 90 pound high school man a 90 pound high school man that's that's tough going <laughs> oh, as a person who is 250 pounds in high school you know what i mean i really cannot relate you know i really cannot yo 250 yeah. that's a good number your boy was a little portly yeah. i like that that's like that's like beefy i like that a lot yeah you like a beefy beefy fella a little meat on the bones i have no type other than that they have to be um neurotic or okay smart. okay <laughs> that, that's reasonable so you're you're in a relationship right lauren yeah <laughs> okay so i if it's the same person i think it is according to your social media it appears that he has a nice nice body and he's in you know he's a good sized man so is he neurotic or smart yes he's all of the above he's a total dreamboat <laughs> and yeah he's um he's doing the thing where like okay so we're both 29 i'm not allowed to say that we're 30 i get yelled at when i'm like we're 30 i'm gonna be 30 in october i don't know why i'm not allowed to say i'm 30 mm-hmm. but he's getting to the point where like you know he he, he loves like a cheese Sounds steak like kind of he guy. loves like a cheese steak he loves like McDonald's <laughs> and you know what I mean? Like oh, with a metabolism like his, Oh no, he could down one of those, but ah, 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 we're hitting 30. So now it's like <laughs> metabolism is like, wait a second. I'm getting to my, like, uh, what is mm-hmm. it called? Like your like twilight years. Those like slowing down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like hitting. He's in great shape, but like it's starting. Father it's time hitting. is knocking on his door. Yes. Father time is knocking. It's funny how fast that happens. I'm still like waiting for the knee thing. 
They always say, like, I don't know, like after thirty, your knees are the first thing to go, which makes me kind of well, nervous. That's, that's when you, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you logged onto this, when you logged onto this call, Jason was stretching because he got a new device to fix his bum knee. He's forty years old. <gasps> just, just understand that it, it's really, it really does happen. It yeah, really actually, happen. this morning, oh. my my girlfriend, she's like super into yoga and Pilates, and she's really flexible. And I was having her try it out, and she's like, "Oh, this is good." And then I was like, I made her come in, and then kneel down with her ear next to my knees so she could hear the sound that it makes when I do a full squat. And it sounds like I'm opening a bag of Cheetos and they spill everywhere. It's just like, uh, uh, and I don't know if that's good or bad, but you'll be fine. It's more of a male thing, more of a yeah, male that's, thing. Yeah, that's you'll naturally. be okay, but you'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. Unless, you know, you'd still have sex with a guy who walks with a cane, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's something like you'd be... <laughs> Kane is like pimp stuff. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kane dick is some good dick, baby. Jason, what if you what if you had to walk with a cane? Kane is like um Harvey Keitel. Yeah, it is. It is cool. Unfortunately, Jason does not look like Harvey. Keitel. He's not menacing like that. It wouldn't work the same. He's too friendly. Jason likes to talk to like passerbys. It's just he's not intimidating. Call me friendly, Keitel. Yeah, friendly Keitel. Oh, I like that as an alias. <laughs> That's fun. Thank you. Okay, so so you're you're a partner. He's smart. He's funny. He's a, a a beefcake and neurotic. How uh, how do you guys navigate your relationship online as as creators and in people in the spotlight? Or is it not something that you think about at all? Uh, I don't really think about that. I mean, he is well. He's a dreamboat, and I fall in love with him more every day. I wish I was kidding. Um, mm. Haters can honestly fall back. <laughs> I like truly don't even care that that's corny. It's the truth. All back, Chris. But we check each other, and he's been. I'm not a hater. Yeah, everybody. Everybody throws up a little bit in their mouth. I don't give a shit. I love it. Come on, just everybody. Anyone in the comments that wants to say some stuff about that, go for it. But no, but it's cool. But um, he's super awesome, and it's been great just because he's a screenwriter, and I mean, he went to like real film school, um, just a little community college called nyu and so it's like he's he knows stuff and it helps me i'm like a bit of an amateur the only thing i really know how to do is come up with stuff i guess like i know how to improv maybe um but it's fun i just feel like we have a lot of fun like filming and conceptualizing it's it's really great that he's someone that Mm -hmm. i can work with and not that it's been like super easy i mean we definitely butt heads about like i want it to go in this direction and i want it to go in this direction and but other than that, it's like it's a blast. It's a total blast. I'm gonna follow you guys on Venmo. I bet it's a real cool place to check out what you guys are doing. <laughs> it's private. <laughs> he's, he's the one thing about him is that Emerson is that's that's life partner. Emerson is he's always like wait. His name is Emerson. Hold on, hold on. This guy's name is Emerson? That's a good name. So he's rich, too. You can tell me. You can tell me. <laughs> <laughs> um, rich in spirit. Rich, rich, in, rich in ideas. He's full of rich. Like, he knows about shutter speeds. The Bezos. The Bezos of ideas. Except that he's very much like... We were actually just talking about this yesterday. Like He has taught me a lot about intellectual property and that he isn't to marry to the idea of like that's my idea like he loves sharing all of his shit freely and just like as long as it gets made or like is used in a meaningful way like he's all for it i will plug his it's on instagram it's at free movie ideas but he just spends a lot of his time coming up with (laughs) literally like free movie ideas and we've just sort of been waiting for like one person to be like i'm gonna make that one but um i i love that because i'm definitely like hey wait Wait, that's my idea, but I learned to let go of that and not be as precious about it. That's smart. I, I'm a big. I, I find that the the fight for intellectual like that those kind of arguments are, are just seem silly to me. Like if you if you're good at if you really got ideas, you'll just come up with another one. So you don't need to be exactly. living and dying over over credit is is the reality. And I think that's a that's a more productive way to live in, in a lot of ways. Absolutely. I mean, I get if you're like one big millionaire, billionaire idea was stolen, but then it is kind of like, was it like if you just had one? But then again, like I know certain things like the sewing needle came to a singer in a dream. You know what I mean? Like that is sort of like a one and done. Like that's one of your patented lies. I feel I, I think that one is one that you just made <laughs> it up. Sound like a lie. No, I 
I swear, uh, I don't know his first name. Like Mike Singer thought of the the hole for the sewing needle in in a dream. I know that I have this right because I used to think that um oh who was the gentleman that invented peanut butter? Oh right, I used to, but I used to screw up the whole thing, and I used to think that the peanut butter came to that guy in a dream, and that was a lie. So I was telling a lie that I didn't realize that I was telling. I really did think that came in a dream. It didn't. Peanut butter Mandela effect. Yes, yes, precisely. It happens to everyone. Yes, yes, just a natural thing. No, up here, it's like if I move too fast, it all just gets like shaken up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what What did you, what were you doing before? Like, have you always done comedy? Were you like a, what were you doing? Where did this come from? What were your retail jobs as a teen? Yeah, what restaurant did you work at? Oh my God, my favorite question to answer uh, that no one's ever asked before. Um <laughs> Well, my first job was rolling at 16 or 17 was rolling burritos at Bomber's Burrito Bar. Um, I was in the, I was back of house. Where, where, what city is this? This is in Albany, New York. There's a franchise in Albany, New York. There are three of them or two of them. Bomber's Burritos. If you were a back of house hottie, <laughs> rolling deep. Rolling burritos. And it was cool because I'm now I'm grateful for it. I was a little resentful at first because, and this could have been because I was a minor. Now in hindsight, I'm realizing they had like front of house and he always hired like, you know, pr- pretty waitresses. And I really wanted to be like a waitress because it's like, mm-hmm. you're pretty if you're a waitress. <laughs> so he put me in the kitchen where no one could see me. And I was like, you think I'm ugly. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm like the ugly girl rolling burritos right But it was cool because I got What if you just really of- what if you were just good at rolling fatties? I mean, that's the yeah, thing. Somehow. Like that's He's a like, skill. No, no, no. No, you just you just know sour cream so much better than those other girls. Your hands are so big they can scoop up lettuce in one big like <laughs> clump. That's good. That's like good for us as a bit. Be ashamed <laughs> to waste hands like that when in the front of the house. You're disgusting Italian hands. Come on. They're they're meant for they're meant for being once he, once he saw you palm a basketball, he knew you had to go to the back of the house. <laughs> yeah, after the interview, the way I grabbed the handle of the door, he was like, Oh, I know where she's going. No, but his name's Matt and he's he's a fantastic business owner. And yeah, that was that was really fun. And I mean I'm grateful now because a lot of the personalities, as I'm sure you guys might know if you've ever worked in a kitchen or just honestly listen to Anthony Bourdain for even two seconds. It's true. Like chefs are fucking crazy. They really are. It's like a lot of ex-cons, which I love. Um, I love the idea of like, I don't know, just we're all back there doing our best trying. It's just a, such a shit show and I love it. Um, and then I did work retail. I worked mm-hmm. at the Clinique counter at a Macy's. So were you doing makeup for people or just or just pushing products? Like I could sit down and try your product. You're doing a fragrance spritz? Yeah. Oh, my God. I Dude, there are some fragrances. If I smell, <laughs> I retch. It's like I just can't. Clinique happy. I just <laughs> cannot do it anymore. Oh, uh, don't come for happy. Aromatics. Uh, Clinique has a scent called Aromatics Elixir, which allegedly, and this is also... What year is it? 10 years ago, they were selling one bottle of every 20 seconds. That was like their whole, you know, they always have these, these like factoids. It smells like ass. It's so, it's so (laughs) bad, but it's like one of those ones is like, they're like, no, you have to let it fade until like your skin chemistry and it'll smell good. Like, I hate, I don't, that, that's like a bunch of bullshit, but it was fun. I mean. I gotta say, have either of you worked retail like in that way? We both yes. both have. Yeah, I I had an illustrious career in retail in Atlanta, Georgia, um, that I I think about often. I would say fondly. And Jason worked at um, multiple shitty stores in the mall. Hell yeah! Yeah, I mean, who needs who needs improv class Second City when you can just work retail? You know what I mean? That's that's that gives you everything you need. That's why I've never. That's why I've never taken an improv class. It's like for a while it was a question of like. Should I do it? And I just was like, I don't, I don't know that I need that. Tra- like, I understand people. Like, I understand the. You're like, am I teaching the class or am I a student? <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah, I the machinations. The machinations of man. But I, I, I will say, I mean, that job was great. <laughs> I love people facing jobs. I truly customer service. I, I love it. Um, and I like to think that I have the patience for it. The one thing that was very depressing, and I think I was also like a second year or third year journalism student with a minor in women's studies at a state college (laughs) um, when I was working at Clinique. But I think working at Macy's definitely opened my eyes to the possibilities of like 
socialism in our country and maybe perhaps how badly we need to move away from this like capitalist society. Mm -hmm. You were in the eye of the tornado of capitalism. Yeah. You just, I got to say like in the, in the, it's certainly judgmental and I'll I'll take the L for that one, but just like the rawest way is just like witnessing people. You you just knew you could just, you know, it was like one card is declined and the other card is declined and like needing to buy these like eyeliners and mascaras and like eyeshadows for themselves. And I would just be like, like rocking sort of like, Oh my God, like for what, for what? Oh my God. Like it just, you know, it's like, it just, it gets very stressful for me in, in that way. Again, not because it's like, yeah. I mean, I, I, I've been there. It's like, I don't know. I'm from Albany. I think that tells you everything you need to know about like my upbringing. Maybe. And I'm more queen. It's a bus stop. I, it, you, you, what Albany is or your house that you grew up in? Just all of all, just all of Albany is an actual bus stop. I've never visited Albany. Yeah. Most people really have only passed through. It's like a, it's, it's Okay. I love I me. Mean, I love it. It's like the kind of thing, like yeah, you know, they would say, like you can call your sister a bitch, but if somebody else does it, like that person's getting their ass beat. Mm, like yeah, that's that's yeah. that's me with my hometown. That's me with probably anyone else's hometown. What were you doing in high school? What were you into? Were you like listening to The Cure and like you know dyeing your hair black, or what was no! the vibe? That's my guess for you, but I don't know if that how accurate that is. Who's listening to the used? Ooh interesting the two different i well i did not have an emo phase and now i feel like when everybody is you know between like 26 and 30 being like at karaoke being like yeah let's all sing like brand new and the used and like i don't know whatever emo bands are out there i'm like i was listening to frank sinatra bro i was like in my room torrenting like weird shit off limewire and i was on 4chan and I was very online, like terminally what? online. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, that that doesn't come as a huge shock. I like you torrenting Frank Sinatra MP3s <laughs> at three in the morning on your family computer. <laughs> zap, zap, <laughs> zap, 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 zap. <laughs> just, just like quietly, just like listen. I was listening to like Somewhere Over the Rainbow by like Judy Garland, whatever, just like Frank, all that sort of stuff in my room. I did. I spent a lot of time on the computer. So you're a pretty fucked up chick. Pretty fucked up, but I... Okay, here's the other part of it that's weird, too, that's, like, stunted. But I didn't drink or do drugs or smoke or edgelord. And it's weird (laughs) because it was, like, I didn't fit in with the straight-edge kids who were, like, angsty because I really wasn't angsty. Like, I just was, like, a pretty self-regulated teen but then it was like mm-hmm. i would you're in it for a chuckle you're not trying I to kinda, yeah it was more just like an a, 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 a what would be like that it was like uninterested like right, but right. but then again i mean i also as we've been talking like i love people watching so i would have gone to high school parties in the woods where everybody was drinking like natty lights and passing out like on the forest bed you know <laughs> teens are like if you, it's like a, the idea of like being initiated it's like you have to do the thing to be a part of the thing and so i wasn't really like invited mm-hmm. to go to those places not out of malice but more like we can't have a narc and we don't really know whether or not you're going to be like mm-hmm. hey blah blah blah's mom like they didn't know when you when you join a gang you have to kill somebody to get in so you're bound by blood that's yes kind like, of logic. Ex- exactly but with natty ice yes fully thing but with natty ice yeah, with canned um, beer <laughs> yeah it's the same yeah thing. with warm <laughs> canned beer that's been like sitting two feet from a bomb a raging bonfire in the forest like it's like no thanks but uh think of the carcinogens yeah yeah think of the car think of the carcinogens but yeah that was that was high school for me really it really was being like terminally online mm-hmm. what was going on on 4chan during that era if you could just walk us through a, a, a day in your 4chan life that'd be great oh my 4chan life be bored i mean it's funny it's like it's it, a lot of it is unchanged that was early mean days too i mean i am 29 so i graduated high school in 2009 this would have been like 2005 2006 so it was like very early and we were talking like um what's the like the rage emoji like that kind of meme shit yeah very early frog stuff very early yeah very early pepe pepe is that how you say it's not so bad i'm like pepe we can call him by his we can we can call him by his first name like i never say it out loud it's like i only ever type it or whatever but yeah it was really that nothing nothing i mean i wasn't i was like a purveyor like i wasn't like a active submitter or anything like that just a painter just just overseeing if you will a lurker i think that's what they call it online a lurker 
just checking out the Hitler stuff, checking out the gore <laughs> porn, checking out the CP, <laughs> seeing what's good. More like gore. I mean, a lot of the gore. Oh my god, some of that gore stuff was crazy. Yeah, that really, that really separates the men from the boys, huh? Yeah, yeah. During those formative years. Yeah, the underbelly. Yeah, when you see the underbelly that early on, there was like a video series that was like really gnarly shit. Like, like somebody getting like faces of death. Faces of death. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Of. Yes, there was like a. Fa- they were like VHS, I believe, and those were like. And I was like, why, guys? What do we? Why are we watching? This sucks. I don't want to watch this. Yeah. My mom let me rent those out when I was a teen. <laughs> what? I don't know why. The fuck out. She didn't know what it was. She was just like, oh, you're gonna get another one of your skateboarding videos or something oh like that. God. And then that was like the VHS cover um, of Silence of the Lambs. Of course, is like the Death's Head Mom. Mm-hmm. And I used to be like, Mommy, Mommy, can we rent this? Because I thought it was a fucking butterfly. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? And she was like, We fully can't be watching this. Right, like, how do you explain that to a kid at, like, 6 p.m., you know, on a Friday night at, at Blockbuster? Like, oh, man, these are adult themes? Like, how do you say that? There's a butterfly on the cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, this is about eating people. We can't watch that right, right. now. Right, if she had said that, not even... That. Right, think... uh, yeah, we can't watch that because it's, like, about cannibalism, okay? Okay? <laughs> well, when did, you, when did you move to the Big Apple, though? That was in... 2012 or 2013 being from albany because it's only two hours away i mean this is again i'm, I'm from albany and that's like fact that's like on period as they say <laughs> i think uh that's period. That, that's period mm. that's period that's period okay but like it is one of those things that like you know we were here so frequently um yeah it's, it's like so close um that i do feel like part of my childhood is definitely like I don't know, just like navigating the city. I've always been obsessed with the city. Like, I mean, there are just like notes from teachers going back to like second grade where it's like, Lauren, uh, <laughs> Lauren really likes the Big Apple kind of thing. Um, but yeah, 2012 <laughs> was like my first real like adult entrance into. So you were taking the train down with the family or you were taking the train down high school to be a, a bad gal? Oh, man. Uh, it wasn't until late high school that it was like so low. I wish it was train. Train's expensive or was expensive. I was like bust, nasty ass bust, like elbowing my way to the to the front. Hell yeah. Um, but that I would go with my dad. My dad is like they live down here in like Port Jervis and they were like pseudo city people. Um, and then, you know, but they're both from Albany, so they just moved back home to have me, which fine place to grow up. Again, character building. Character building. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, twenty twelve. That's how Wait, Jason so- feels about it. It seems like the San Diego of New York. Oh, you'll have to tell me what that huh. means because I'm not familiar at all like i don't even know that i know a single person from san diego only for the fact that it's two hours away that's pretty much it like like you i I grew up like an hour away from la in orange county and like there's like a big difference of living like one hour away from the big city versus like two hours and five hours like there's a stark difference in the in the person just by interesting okay 20 miles i didn't consider that so then did you wait so you're like you were from near san diego well, I'm no, I'm. I grew up in Orange County, which is like an hour away, and then San Diego is like two hours away. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry. I see what you're saying. He's saying he's cooler than you, is what he's trying to say. In right, a, in a, right. in well, the way that was coded. Fashion. Yeah, no, I just was trying to get to the way you were trying to insult me covertly. Um, really, was was what I was. What I there was no insult. That's all, Chris. I, I would Ooh. never. I'm I'm nothing but a, a prince to these guests. Rap beef going mm. on right now. <laughs> I'm seeing. I'm, Lauren, I've, I've seen in other interviews you you talking about your uh, enjoyment of Chris Farley, but where do you stand on David Spade, the real goat? Whoa, good. Whoa, uh, I liked it. I like David Spade <laughs> a lot. I actually, that's like no question. Like, I think he's wickedly funny, and you kind of always have to have like with a Chris Farley, like you got to have the straight man. That's like David Spade. That's his whole thing. I remember my I my parents watching um just shoot me. And always really liking David Spade. I'm, I'm like, I don't. Again, I say this not knowing where he stands. Like, if he's been canceled, I just don't know about it. So I don't want to get. All I can say is, like, I I just, no, he hasn't. He hasn't. Somehow, somehow, in a shocking twist, Spade is is come out clean, despite his womanizing. Yeah, he does very well for a short king. He really wait. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. We would we would say on this podcast we would say that Spade is a stick man. His little dick hasn't been dry since the Clinton administration. <laughs> oh my god, you guys have to go to his Wikipedia. His user photo is so funny and it's even funnier knowing that Wikipedia can only use photos that are like open access. You know what I mean like open to the open to the public. This shit 
for, is I'm getting this for free. Yeah, seriously type and look because it's so tight. It's like a paparazzi shot, maybe, <laughs> where he's driving. It's a picture of him driving in a car. Yeah, he's got, yeah. <laughs> yeah this oh is cool. Oh, that's good. And he's got aviators on and you can see the photographer. <laughs> Uh, in the reflection of his aviators. Seeing here that he went to uh, Arizona State University. Wait, Kate Spade is his sister-in-law, bro. Yeah, his his brother his brother is is Andy Andy Spade, the designer who had Jack Spade, the brand. Yeah, that's his brother. Suck on that, listener. My mouth is a gape. If you're wondering why I'm silent, it's because my mouth is fucking <laughs> a gape. Oh my god. Oh, I'm gonna dig into that later. God. Mm-hmm. What is a it girl? Kind of all makes sense, doesn't what it? What does it take to break in? What does it like? What does it take? What do I have to do? If there is some sort of Illuminati person person listening, like just <laughs> is there like a cheat sheet? What's what's the deal? This is crazy. Lauren, what exactly are you trying to break into? The life and arms of David Spade, the world the Spade of Levi's comedy? crotch, or the co- yeah, the world of comedy? <laughs> Can you imagine if I was actually like, yeah, I just want to be like near David Spade. I just want dinner with like David Spade. Um, <laughs> near, I want to be near him. I just, just near, just in the periphery. To breathe the same air as David. Oh my god, sorry, I have to click out of this Wikipedia. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Go down that rabbit hole, and then also go down. There's another rabbit hole where. His assistant tried to murder him. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. And, and he narrowly escaped it. It's one of the craziest stories of all time. Look that up. It's it's a winner. But for some reason, I was because uh, sometimes people ask us, like, who are your dream guests for this podcast? And I'm always like, eh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I would rather I, I want somebody who's just like a good, quick talker, good at improv, confident uh, conversationalist. And I don't know if I could think of somebody better than David Spade. You know what I mean? Interesting. I mean, I got to say. You guys are incredible hosts. I feel like the banter. I I am um, a really poor conversationalist, Banta. and I am not good at leading the conversation. And you guys have made you guys have made this so easy and and like comfortable and fun. Yeah, we want it to be like bumper bowling for you. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Just wherever you toss it, it's gonna you're gonna hit some pins, sweetheart. Thank. You. Oh, I love I love it when a guy's uh, you got it, sweetie. Yeah, sweetheart. Let that come back. Let that come back into the into the. Are you being honest, or do do you really want that to come back? I do. No, I do. Uh, for me, I can't speak okay. for everyone, okay. but for me specifically, that's what I love. Do you, yeah, yeah, Jason. Sweetheart. Jason, okay. let me tell you right now. Don't do that, Jason. Do not start doing that. <laughs> you can't be the. You can't be partner guy and sweetheart guy. You got to pick one. Those are at odds. With Watch each other. me. Why can't I do both? I like a challenge. I know who's gonna like a sweetheart and who's not. And it's all how you say it, you know what I mean? And the energy. No, that's of the I, that, that's actually true. I think there's a way. I mean, as a Southern person, I have heard heard that said very sweetly, and it works. And I've also heard it sound condescending. And well, Chris, you always weird. just call women sugar or sug, and I always think that's weird. <laughs> but I guess it's just <laughs> yeah, a Southern but, thing. What about broad? Broad is some New York shit. What do you? How are you broads doing? <laughs> how are you broads doing? <laughs> That's an example of of a phrase that might not work. That's for me. Yankee Yankee speak. Yeah, that's Yankee stuff. If I call somebody like, you know what, you're a, you're a mean old broad, aren't ain't you? You know that kind of works a little bit more. You know what I that's mean? That's cute. That's cuter. That's more approachable. I like I think that. I think approaching an aggressive broad, it, it tends to think you're going to get punched a little bit. To True. me. True. But just using That's like my head you're a mean old broad ancient. The delivery was like very like I'm in eighth grade and I just got a script for like the Music Man for the first time and I'm reading it through. <laughs> this is the first time I've read it. Yes. Yeah. When when it makes you think of eighth grade person, then it suddenly kind of removes all that sting <laughs> and it becomes a little little endearing. The uncertainty it? really got me. Good point, TJ. I learned all of this in the mystery method on how to pick up shit. <laughs> <laughs> from the book, from the the book, the game. That's right. You call those shoes ugly. <laughs> yeah, Jason has been a negger since be- the begin beginning of time. He loves negging. He right. He invented it. You'd be prettier if you lost a little weight, huh? <laughs> <laughs> That's what you guys say when I the, the second I got on here. You're like, oh man, your cheeks are looking a little more uh, plump than usual. I guess Miami treated you well. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. From one. Neg master to another, you have got what it takes. It's yeah, you're ready for the neg leagues. You didn't. You didn't need to go to UCB, and you definitely don't need to pick up the first edition copy of the Mystery Method. You already have it in your DNA. One time, I just didn't. This was years ago. I just didn't feel like going back home, and so I just sat at the Strand and I read like eighty percent of the game book, and I was like, oh, 
Interesting. It's funnier to I see how like <laughs> the men react to being negged because I completely understand as a woman. Like there's so much that goes into it. I've been in work environments. God, it's so sinister. We're like, you'll get the one guy. If you work with a lot of okay, sorry, I'm like word vomiting. Um, but hear me out. I was a young woman, like 21, 22, 23, working at an office where a lot of the women were like in their mid-30s been married we're like getting pregnant whatever just like older kind of over it there were guys that would sort of like not treat me like the prize but sort of like try and pit me against the older women um to be like you're the cool one because you're young like trying to get me that sort of thing this this sounds like a people's revolution scenario (laughs) yeah were you working watch the hills Yeah, were you working? Are you talking about the offices of Kelly Cattrall? No, but I would love. <laughs> wait, but wait, what is this? You're gonna have to explain this for me. There's a show on MTV called The Hills. A couple of the cast members, Elsie and Whitney, they go and intern at at a at a fashion PR company. People, people's they, Rev. No, no, I know People's Rev, but wait, people's I don't. Rev. I guess I don't remember. But there, there is a little bit of the, they're they're like the the young like hot chicks, and then like they're getting the attention. Then there's the older broads at the office who are maybe a little jealous of that, and there's a little pitting and. Uh, the mother daughter sister sister relation going on i would suggest reading i would suggest it just reminded me reading of kelly catron's book if you get a second have you guys ever had kelly on the pod no but we would love to would we chris i th- i think i remember getting an email pitching it I'm i don't not know joking. somebody mentioned it to us at some point jet for sure somebody's like said they could put us in touch i think and and i i don't know where it went but we we can revisit you might want to consider all i'll say and shout out kelly or any affiliated <laughs> kelly people if you're listening i made a video where i like mentioned kelly patron and within minutes um i want to say her assistant simone had reached out and was like oh my god kelly wants to talk what's your number I'm on the phone with Kelly for an hour. She is full of stories. I've never talked to someone with more. She's, she's, she would be a really fun guest. I am going to plug Kelly right here and that like she would be a crazy fun guest. Put us, put me in touch with Simone then and let me, let me get, let me get on top of it. Get on top of the the Kelly guessing. Yeah. You'd be just thank me later is all I'll say. Yeah. 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 So, so sorry to interrupt. You were talking about what was going on in your office scenario with the older broads. Right. It was the nagging that just, yeah, like they would, I don't know. It would be like, they'd try and be like, yeah, you're, you're, di- you're different than the older ones. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Like you're more fun and cool and relaxed. And like, <laughs> you know, the women are looking out for me, but of course they're not going to put up with me being like a dumb bimbo, which is like what you, what you do naturally, I think is maybe some sort of defense mechanism, at least in my experience around guys just to be like, what does that mean? Like that sort of thing. Like I can't lie. Like fully put on my Marilyn Monroe shit when I would be like, mm-hmm. "Oh man, you guys, you guys!" Like I don't know. It just was like a way to make it easier to just. I would probably do the same thing if I were a female. Yeah, I mean, I again, I wish I had had like the, but that's the whole thing, right? It's like, of course, now I wish I had the experience to have been like, you know, the hard ass, fucking feminist, third, fourth, fifth wave feminist mm-hmm. to be like, I'm not gonna do this screw you chicks rock or whatever but i just i didn't i was just like young mm-hmm. and trying to just like get a promotion <laughs> you were young you didn't know how much chicks rocked at the time and don't beat yourself up for that yeah but it's just funny i feel it's definitely falls all uh, just to tie it back i feel like it all falls under the umbrella of negging it's like they would like reverse neg me i'm like they complimented me i i don't know i have no idea it's just funny how that all works <laughs> I was going to say, I think there's a name for that, and it's called complimenting. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. reverse negging has a nice ring to it. <laughs> it's a cool, cool, cool turn of phrase. Yeah, I get called pretty, oh, you're reverse negging me. How often do you come across people that you think are like truly funny? Like really like wow, wow, wow. Like a, a, like a Cat Williams level discovery of funny. Do you have a high bar for it? Or do you think everyone's a little funny? I I think everyone can be a little funny in their own way. I mean, Cat Williams, it's funny that you use that as an example because he really is. I mean, he's just phenomenal. Um, That's the goat. I mean, I can name off a ton of people. I mean, we really are, at least in my like class, I guess, of like or generation of comedians. It's like we're surrounded by so many amazing people like, oh, my God, Patty Harrison, Chris Fleming, Cola Scola, um, like Rachel Sennett, like Z-Way. Mm-hmm. I'm like, now I'm like going by first names. I'm like, Io, like who else? Kate Berlant, John Early, like, oh my God. 
They're just so. That's how you know you're a real industry person when you just refer to everyone by their first name. Oh my god, I know. I yeah, that's a give giveaway. Oh, John is John has just been killing it lately. Yeah, yeah. All the no, stuff that well, has been doing. Oh my god, it feels so funny that it's just one of those things. Like, at what point does the oh, I hate to say this because it's so corny, but like the imposter syndrome go away? Because I still feel funny. I started doing this stuff on Instagram. I've never done stand up, and you know, a lot of these people were like. Maybe not the ones I mentioned, but just like a lot of comedians were at UCB together, Second City, you're like doing the same stand-up shows. Like I didn't do any of that shit. So to even be in the same class or whatever as they are still feels like, wait, me? Because I don't know. I just, we didn't come up in the same way. The previous generation of like comedians where they're like, oh, like the TikToker comedians are here. They kind of look down, uh, look down upon them because they didn't go through the trenches of, of stand up right. and they weren't, you know, at the open mic nights for 20 years before they got famous. But I think that's kind of chilled out now, now that, you know, the internet comedians have been around for long enough that it's like, it's, it's like a viable thing. Yeah, I agree. No, it truly, I mean, if you guys want to like, like a list, I, it's- I need a list because I I hate I hate I hate stand up. I don't think it's funny. So if you could forward me a list, that'd be great. Wait, well, that's <laughs> funny that you say that. I mean, I say this all these people. I think I mentioned like do stand up, but um, for me, like the way that I prefer to watch them is I don't know when they're acting or just making like di- digital content. I guess I'm I'm with you. Um, I'm I'm actually not a big stand up fan. I guess with a lot of other stand ups. Oh God, I hate saying, I, I don't like talking about things I don't like. I will say that. <laughs> I will say that. I only like to talk about things that I do like. It's really, it's a really hard industry. Mm-hmm. It's just a hard world. Must be nice. <laughs> I just, that's just how I was raised. I don't have a hater mentality about me. Good juxtaposition for us because that's sort of the antithesis of this entire podcast. But <laughs> we usually like to bring it around and, and tie a nice little pleasant no but i say this i say this all the time on the show i think like internet stuff and memes like literally memes are funnier to me than stand-up like stuff that happens like your videos are going to make me laugh twice as hard as a stand-up would you know so i I just think it's like a it's a new it's a new world in that way where we have access to that stuff 24 hours a day we don't have to Mm -hmm. wait for somebody to put an hour up on on hbo for me to laugh that's true that's a better world to live in really I guess the thing, and maybe this is more of like inside baseball situation, but I guess when I watch stand up, all I can think about is like, you know, be like, so I was at the store and I'm like, no, you weren't. Like, I know that this never happened and you just made this up. So I get like, you know, be like, so I was hitting on this trick or whatever. I'm like, no, that never happened. And you're making this up for the sake of laughs. Like I, the suspension of disbelief is completely gone for me. <laughs> completely gone. But what about when the stand up is like, and this is a true story, guys. This is a true story. You, you don't even believe it? <laughs> no, then? I don't believe it. Like, I just am certain that that never happened. Um, I, my favorite, one of my favorite live shows is the one Kat Cohen does at Club Coming. It's so fun. And I never knew that I like cabaret in that way. It's a blast. And like, everybody mm-hmm. is just so, like, the whole audience is sucked into it. And it's just, it's so much fun. I love that. And I'm excited for, mm-hmm. I'm not a big, I never was like a big concert goer, but that was, I love going to, like that type of stuff. Um, but yeah, stand up. Sorry. More of a theater. Yeah, I guess maybe. Um, I'm like a movie person in general anyway. Like, I, I, it's like I do the comedy stuff, but like I'm not, you know, there's people that are real comedy heads. They know the predecessors. They know like the founding fathers. I, I don't fucking know anything. Like I just found out who Sandra Bernhardt was. You don't want to talk about Bill Hicks for an hour with some bros? <laughs> You're lost, sweetie. That was like, <laughs> wait, was he the one that was like, you know, you're a redneck? No, no. Or was that Jeff? No. Was that Jeff Foxworthy? No, that was just a hick. That's Jeff Foxworthy, not a hick, a, a legend. Uh, that was Jeff Jack, Jeff Foxworthy. <laughs> Bill Hicks was more of like a counterculture, revolutionary, like conspiracy guy in the Lauren, 80s. Lauren, who are your guys? You know, Mark Maron voice. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the kind of comedy I'm talking about. <laughs> you know what I mean? Who are your guys? Or gals? Yeah, or gals. You know. Other than David Spade and Farley. Who are my guys? Like, what dudes do I? Scorsese. You said you're a movie buff. <sighs> Who are my guys? Wein- you like Weinstein? He did a lot of good shit. Weinstein is your fa- Weinstein's your favorite producer? That's cool. <laughs> yeah, I love Miramax. <laughs> watch, they is- watch they isolate that, and in 10 years, that's what, like, that's what ends me. They don't understand the concept. Say what you want about the guy. 
he could produce a flick. It's um, I you know, it's it's. See, now we're getting into like, how do you separate the art from the artist, sort of thing. Oh, Lauren, uh, thank you for joining us today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Truly, I. Whenever you guys are in New York City next, let the whole let the whole gang take you out for a nice little I don't know treat. No, we're we're planning. We have some we have some stuff planned. Actually, I'll be checking in on your your uh your your calendar uh for the fall um for for some Live stuff. Show. We'll, 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 we'll talk. My people will be talking to your people. Truly, thank you for thinking of me for this. You guys are amazing hosts, and of course. I um can't wait. Where can people watch your your hilarious videos and and any of your other? Where can they find you online? Um, Anything you want to plug? You got a book? You got a movie? You got a riverboat gambler tour <laughs> coming up? How do I put this nicely? I literally only exist on Instagram at Sir Video. <laughs> wow! Or Venmo? Or Venmo? My my um, Venmo is there. It's like at <laughs> it's, it's like at Sir Video one twenty or something. If anyone has like five bucks okay, for a latte, yeah, okay. I love iced almond milk lattes. <laughs> I'm out of work. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Lauren, by the time this podcast comes out, you're going you're gonna to have a lot of emails coming. We'll see you soon. All right. Godspeed, my friend. Au revoir. Adios. Bye. I'm singing in the rain, just singing in the rain. What a glorious feeling. I'm happy again. I'm laughing at clouds so dark up above. The sun's in my heart.